welcome y'all to conversations with dean i am dean listen here welcome thank you for coming on in i appreciate you if you're here from last week um when you know i was having the conversation just asking if you know big tech got it wrong in regards to the wuhan lab leak i appreciate you for stopping back on in if you weren't here from last week just happened to be coming on in i appreciate you thank you listen here all the regular listeners, you know what I'm about to ask y'all. Listen, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe this bad boy. Trying to grow the channel, trying to grow the network, because I'm trying to inform the masses. I am trying to inform you, the people, the viewers, the listeners, Americans, Europeans, Canadians, excuse me, Canadians. I, love, I don't even know what I was about to say. Canadians, whatever I was about to say, something crazy. Canadians, Mexicans, wherever you come from, it doesn't matter. I'm trying to inform you how the powers that be are not necessarily working for your favor. Now, I am, you know, specifically in this case, I'm going to be talking to America and Americans. I'm going to be talking about the propaganda um, machine that is the mainstream media. No matter if you're on the right, no matter if you're on the left, it doesn't matter the, the topic or the issue. Everything is sensationalized. Everything is politicized. There is no longer the day of you being able to go somewhere and just get information. It now comes at the point in time that they just have to always just sensationalize it to their own point of view. They, you have to look at the presentation of everything, not only the information that they're giving you. And the first stop that we're going to go is actually going to be Fox News, our good old boys on the right. Yeah. So we're going to go to Fox News because they actually, um, it was on Fox News and Friends. They had on Yanami Park. Uh, she is actually a survivor. Um, she was a she was uh, sold as a, a slave in China. She escaped North Korea. She's a, a you know escapee from North Korea. Um, so she has one hell of a story. But the thing is, uh, Miss Park comes out of pocket all the time when it comes to black issues. One thing that she always loves to say is just saying how this is the greatest country um, in the world, which I don't disagree with her on. Um, but she also then goes on to say that there's a whole bunch of privilege within this country and that the things and the issues that people like to bring up to the forefront and people fight for in her country would get them killed for even thinking of. So they should just be happy that they're they're basically within the leniency that is America. Mm, here's the thing, Miss Park, and also to, uh, you know, the individuals at Fox News and people who listen to Fox News and the way that this was presented. First of all, you come from a communist nation. That's where you come from. That's where your bloodline comes from. That's everything that you know. You don't understand the land of the free home of the brave. You really don't. You you get the idea. I get it. You went to Columbia. You graduated from Columbia. Kudos to you. But you still don't understand what truly is America. What? how america got to be america you see surface value things that's why when you speak and then you say that oh you know gwen barry honestly eight generations of her family would have been you know enslaved for her being so disrespectful that she doesn't understand what true oppression is that's what you said <sighs> your whole you your leader for lack your leader's an asshole bro he's a dick He's fat, out of shape. He lives large. He lives in charge. There's a small sector of your society can actually that is affluent is able to do anything. Most of your society are uneducated. Most of them in North Korea are like you say they they're in enslaved. They're not. It is a human rights crisis going on over there. 
But once again, you come from a communist nation. This is not a communist nation that you're coming to. So when you say that that we should be tolerant of certain things and accepting of certain things because where you come from, that's real and true oppression. I'm not going to say that it's not, but that's apples to oranges over here with what you're trying to say. It doesn't just because you've had real oppression over there that right now real time is is rough as hell that we can't compare to in that regard, which is the truth. That's the God's honest truth. But that does not mean that oppression does not still happen over here and it is not continuing to happen. So if she wants to bring um, a forefront and a conversation to, you know, to the light about it, you know, Gwen Berry, then that's her right as an American, which is something you don't understand. Because guess what? If you said Kim Jong-un's suit was not good, <laughs> like you said to yourself, eight, you know, eight generations of your family is being enslaved and maybe you're going to get killed as well. Who knows? But my issue comes with Fox News and the way they presented this. And they're, and they're putting this ideal over that she's right. Like, oh, look at this. They should be, you know, black people aren't being oppressed within this country, which I know that they that they don't that, that they believe that. But the issue is that you're willing to put over some some ex-communist schmuck. And what I mean by schmuck is she's she's truthfully in my mind what I'm looking at is she's kind of low key promoting some communist shit. When I'm looking at it and then they're going on and pushing it. Look at the presentation of it. And look at how he's putting over her ideals, which are deep rooted within communist values. So you're putting over communist values, which y'all on the right, especially at Fox News, say you love to hate, but you're going to use it to make your point. And then you even quote in the beginning of this video I'm going to show you from a gentleman, Gerald Baker, saying that, it, that you know, if she was Chinese, all kind of things would happen. What do we care if she was Chinese or not? We're not in China. We're. China is one of our biggest adversaries. Them, along with their allies, unless that I checked, oh, snap, one of those are North Korea. Who will happen to still be in contention with South Korea that we are happen to be backing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to figure out what is the reason that you would think and to believe to put these ideals over. But you know what? It's time for me to be quiet about it. We're going to watch this video, and then y'all let me know what you think. Am I bugging out? Which I don't think I am, but you let me know. Let me know. We're going to watch this video going on straight through. I'm not going to say a word. And this video comes from Fox News. All right. Here we go. Is mounting over an Olympic athletes protest against the national anthem as we are reminded that America is one of the few countries that would allow it, by the way. The Wall Street Journal's Gerard Baker writes this. When the national anthem was played, Gwen Berry turned away and covered her head with a T-shirt. Imagine if a Chinese athlete did that. Unless they have hammer-throwing competitions at re-education camps, it will be the last medal ceremony that athlete ever took part in. Our next guest couldn't agree more. She's a North Korean defector who lived in China, later escaped to the U.S., and now a student, or was a student at Columbia. Yanami Park joins us right now. Uh, she has a book out chronicling this entire experience. Uh, the book is called In Order to Live. Yanami, thanks so much uh, for joining us. What's your reaction to Gwen Berry's actions after winning a place in the Tokyo Olympics? So when I was watching that, if she did the exact same thing at this very moment, if she was a North Korean, not only herself gonna be executed, I mean, <sighs> eight generations of her <sighs> family gonna be sent to political prison camp and execution. This is in North Korea. So the fact that she's going there and refusing to represent this tolerant, the land of the free, <laughs> is unthinkable. 
So her point is, well, America. It's the cuckolding for your nation. Third verse of the national anthem. Uh, she feels refers to slavery. That's what she was saying. I mean, I was a slave. I was sold in China in 2007 as a child at 13 years old. The people actually going slavery under Chinese Communist Party in North Korea. There is actual injustice, and the fact that she's complaining about this country, the most tolerant country, she doesn't really understand, I think, history. She says her goal is uh, to fight systemic racism. It's bigger than just uh, competing in sports. That is so, I mean, in North Korea, people who are actually oppressed don't even know they're <laughs> oppressed. The fact that she's complaining oppression and systemic racism, that she does not understand that she's so privileged. Oh, she's Christ. literally spoiled being free so much in this amazing country. Uh, obviously That's I where we're at now. I'm giving okay. her point of view. I and you agree, Mr. Fox News anchor. Okay. Only 69% of the country say this is the best place in the world to live. All right. So we, we don't really need to go into the rest of it. You kind of you, you get the gist of it, right? <sighs> to all of her points, once again, you're comparing apples to oranges. That's number one, my issue. <sighs> when you say that she doesn't understand history, do you mean that maybe she doesn't truly understand North Korea and Chinese history? Is that what you mean? Or do you mean American history? Because in American history, we were the oppressed people and we are still fighting to get equal ground. It's the truth. There's a reason why that people like me have so many of the same systematic stories of being followed in stores for no apparent reason being accosted by officers for no apparent reason. When you have laws being put in place that directly affect the community of people that they want to keep down. Once again, I say it all the time. I'll say it again. The war on drugs is the best. That's the easiest example for all of you to understand. Nixon's own advisor said what it was. The war on drugs was the war on black people and the war on hippies and the war on the gays. That's what it was. Then after that, you have three strikes, you're out. Whose communities those were mostly ad affecting? The black community. You continue to ramp up criminal justice reform, but then you never put any anything into the social programs, which would hopefully then alleviate people and help them get up on the up and up. And I'm not talking about Section 8 and stuff like that in food sales. I'm talking about programs that will help individuals, you know, get jobs, help them go to trade schools, help them actually get up on the up and up the way that you guys say that you want to, but you never put those programs into place or anything like that. But regardless, what I'm saying is that America does have a systematic racism issue within it. That is the truth. You, I don't care how you feel about it, but you, Miss Park, what you're doing is comparing apples to oranges and Fox News, shame on you, and you should really burn in hell for, for honestly pointing, for putting over communist ideals. In the first paragraph of putting over an opinion piece from the Wall Street Journal with some guy putting over China and their value saying what would happen to her if she was Chinese, but she's not Chinese, she's American. You people love to say that, you know, you love the, you love the flag, you love America, you love the values, but you, gotta, you love the ideals, you got to understand it goes on both sides of the fence. Freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Those are ideals that was that that founded this nation that you, your news channel, allegedly promotes. But then you're going to put over Chinese and communist ideals. 
You're going to bring on Miss Park to try to get some sympathetic, you know, kind of feel because, oh, she was enslaved and she's talking about the people who are ex-slaves. You understand the psychology of it? I know what you're trying to do, but it's not going to work. My listeners who are loyal listeners, they know that it's not. They know what you're trying to do and it's not going to work on them. We're trying to inform the masses of the games that you play. Yes, baby. Yes, baby. I'm back and I'm better than ever. I keep telling you, you're not going to continue to pull the wool over our eyes like this. Shame on you, Fox News. Shame on you, Republicans, who are retweeting this and talking about this. Shame on you folks who are putting over the her story. If you want to talk about her particular story, that's great. But trying to bring her on to talk about how we should protest within America when her country can't protest because if they protest, you hear what happens to them. That makes no sense to me. Unless you're trying to push these ideals. And then you know what I always talk about, you know, how much money China is really paying to our media. Listen. Disinformation, the war, you know, cyber warfare that we're going through. There's a lot of things in place just because we're not having a physical war with China, Russia, North Korea. Just because we're not having a physical war with these nations doesn't mean that we're still not. There's still not a whole bunch of espionage and disinformation being done on both sides. And we know that China owns a significant amount of our media. Think about that for a second. Who are these people? <laughs> media, mainstream media. And you know what? Since we're on this topic of, you know, just media individuals and media personnel just just making complete fouls. I have to go over across the water and we got to go down under to Australia. And we have to go down under to Claire Lehman. And the reason we have to talk to Claire is because Claire recently had, you know, she wrote this. She 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 tweeted a tweet on July 2nd. And basically she goes and she was talking about uh, Shakara Richardson, Shakara Richardson. Right. Now, she was saying in her tweet. She goes, not sure whether, because she points to a, there's a photo of Miss Richardson, you know, after, after she won the race. And, you know, she's got her hair flowing. She's got the acrylic nails, which, you know, Americans, black, white, Spanish, Asian, they understand that black women grow these long nails. Let it be their own nails or let it be acrylic nails. But they understand that that is something that has always been within black culture. So now, especially within America, but the issue is that we got this young lady coming across the pond in Australia, which is honestly, listen, as much as your nation likes to put itself over, y'all got your own, y'all got your own deep-rooted issues within racism and hatred. So don't, so don't, don't come over here within America trying to tell us and trying to kind of poison us. But you know, what? I'm going to continue to, 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 to let the people know what it is. So she puts a tweet out there. She says, "Not sure whether the nails are real or fake, but in case you didn't know, very strong nails and hair can be a side effect of steroid use." Then she goes, look, people in look, people in track know who is and who isn't on the roids. Just because they couldn't ping her on it doesn't mean they don't know. That was a follow up tweet that she put under that one. Then she goes on and then she tries to throw under Flo Flojo under the bus. She goes, Flojo, obvious drug user, had the nails. She died in her sleep at 38 because that's what a lifetime of drug use does to the body. And it's why it's supposed to be banned from elite sports. And mind you, all of these tweets are on the Twitter machine at Claire. You know what? At Claire. Uh, uh, Clary Mon, you know, on, on her uh, Twitter machine. And then Claire goes on to say that her coach 
is Dennis Mitchell. You may remember the name. You may even recall the Sully reputation. Finished fourth in the 100-meter uh, final at the 1990 Olympics, the so-called dirtiest race in history. What came after was a, was a career so tawdry. Um, so, Claire, I don't know how journalism works within Australia. I don't know how it goes across the pond, but I'm going to have to basically check you tweet by tweet. All right. Um, so first of all, let's start it off from the, from the jump within America. We have this wild, crazy theory that you are innocent until proven guilty. Right. But even besides that, we have another even crazier theory. You know what that one is? You stupid bitch. That theory is if you never, if you get drug tested and your tests come back clean, you must not be taking the drugs. <gasps> you must not. That's what we believe. That's what we go by. We go by facts, not feelings. Well, lately we've been going by feelings, which is an issue with a lot of things, but that's why Dean is here. Let's take the feelings out of it. Let's talk about facts. So let's check this. And you're you're <laughs> you're a contributor at the at the at at the Australian, and you're a founder of the Quillette. Whatever that free thought lives. That's what you say. I don't know if it's free thought or if it's or if it's dumbass thoughts. But now, so that's the first thing. So now, but let's let's go back to your first tweet. So you say, not sure. And you know what? Let me go ahead and share the page with the people. Let me go ahead and share the window so that way we could all go on this journey together, y'all. We could go on this journey together. And I think it's this one because I have two of these tweets up here. Oh, no, it's not this page. It's going to be the other page. Hold on, people. I apologize. But let's go on this journey together when we're looking at Claire. So, boom. Now, the first tweet. Not sure. Now, are y'all are y'all 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 seeing with me, people? Now, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and zoom this bad boy in. Let me not give y'all the Nadab treatment. So, boom. There we go. This is looking good. All right, perfect. So it says, not sure whether the nails are real or fake, but in case you didn't know, very strong nails of hair or you know, scientific steroid use. First of all, I don't know if our hair is natural or not, but black women can either grow some of some of them have this wild gene where they can just grow long hair if they want to, and they just may just perm it out, whatever the case may be, or some of them may decide to use, I don't know, weave. So that's probably what her hair is, okay? It's the first thing. Second thing, those acrylic nails. Listen, there's a lot of shops. I don't know about Australia, but over here in the States, I can take you to a whole bunch of shops where there's a whole bunch of people who can fix your nails up ex the exact same way her nails look. You know, they call those acrylic nails, just in case you don't have long nails. But, but, Maybe if she wanted, let's say that her nails are real, which they're not. I can tell by looking at them. But let's say that her nails are real. Maybe, you know, there's a vitamin out there that helps grow stronger hair as well as stronger nails. Did you know that, Claire? Did you know that before you just started making baseless accusations and you're and you are an allegedly a journalist? Jesus Christ, a professional at that. You're a professional. Jesus Christ. But it's all right. You live across the pond. You, 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 you're stupid. She goes, look, people in track know who is who is on the Royce. Just because they couldn't ping her on it doesn't mean they don't know. Okay, where is your source? Where is your source? You're saying these, you're, you are a journalist. You are supposed to, you have to be very careful with the words that come out of your mouth because you are an individual that people go to to read up on current world events. 
They're supposed to be going to you to try to figure out, oh, well, what are you, what is she reporting on this? But when you're just putting out baseless accusations and then trying to continue to back them up with more baseless accusations, what I'm going to get to in a second, you're looking real soft out here in the streets, Claire. I'm just letting you know. It's looking crazy. Now then you bring up Flojo. Oh, Jesus. Which this right here tells me, honestly, you, you are, you're not that intelligent. You're really not that intelligent. And I wonder, I wonder, I just, hmm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into the deep, dark path that I want to go down where I really, you know, really tell you what I really think of you because Dean is trying to get a little bit better out here. I'm not trying to curse as much. I'm not trying to, you know, truly just go out here and just tell people that I think that they're just a complete fucking moron and that their mother should have swallowed them two days from Sunday before their daddy even thought about fucking inseminating her. I don't want to say that. Or maybe they actually shouldn't even did that. Maybe you should have ended up on a napkin. So that way we wouldn't have to deal with your stupid ass. I was tr I try not to say that. I'm trying to get better. So when you say Flojo was an obvious drug user, had the nails, let me tell you something. I have family members, right? I have cousins. They can, grow, they, they can grow their nails really long. It was actually a, a big style for black women back in the day. I know you don't know that because you live in a racist-ass Australia. But um, that was a really big thing for black women. And, and listen, the women in my family who grew their nails long like that, and they were real, they don't work out a day in their damn lives. Don't know a steroid. Don't pick up a weight. Don't do none of that. So once again, you're coming up with more basis accusations. Then you say she died in her sleep at 38 because that's what a lifetime of drug will do to you. Well, here is the, here's the issue. Flojo didn't die from steroid use. Flojo died from a brain aneurysm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, okay, so let me tell you. This is what, this is what Flojo died from, and I'm going to pull this up. So... Um, Let's go down here because I know it was a brain aneurysm, but I want to make sure that I'm, I am actually getting the, the direct point to this. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to mess this one up. Right. But Flojo died. Give me one second. Why is this? Ah, there we go. Yeah. Flojo died from a brain aneurysm that, yeah, that, that, that was a, um, that was a that ended up causing a seizure. That was it. She had the autopsy uncovered a congenial vascular brain abnormality that was believed to be connected to seizures she began experiencing in the 1990s. I don't know what that has to do with steroids, Claire. I don't. I'm just being honest. I don't. I don't know what that has to do with steroids. And then you're bringing up our coach Darren Mitchell. Okay. He was doing something. Does that mean that she was doing something? You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't mean that she's doing anything right now. Once again, this is more baseless accusations. You're bringing up baseless accusations, and you're not having any actual data behind it. You're not having any actual source behind it. You're not having any actual, like, evidence behind it saying, hey, this is what happened. I have the proof. You're literally just saying, oh, well, why wouldn't we think of this? Why wouldn't we think of it like this? Oh, well, during this time, it was this. Oh, Lance Armstrong never got caught either. So we're supposed to believe that everybody in the Olympics is, is just doping up right now? Is that what I'm supposed to assume? In my mind, just all of them are doping up. So all this is fake. So we shouldn't be doing it at all. You sound stupid. You sound like a fucking moron. And once again, your daddy should have threw you out on a napkin. Now, 
this next this this next topic we're about to get into and it's funny because Claire was commenting on this exact video that I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to show you guys a, a video from Dark Horse Podcast, right? Now, the Dark Horse Podcast is a podcast by Dr. Brett Weinstein. He, is, he has a PhD in evolutionary bi biology. He, on this podcast, has a doctor, excuse me, he has Steve Kirsch, who's a serial entrepreneur. But then, more, most importantly, he has a man by the name of Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Robert Malone is the inventor of mRNA vaccine technology. That is the technology and that they used for the COVID-19, you know, for the COVID-19 vaccine. So your Modernas, your Pfizer's, the Johnson and Johnson's, the AstraZeneca's, all of that came from this technology that this man created. Now they have some very interesting things. Um, to talk about in regards to what they believe is the safety of the vaccine. Now, while this is going on, I am not going to say a word. I'm going to let these men go ahead and talk because I believe if I talk, it's going to sully anything that they're saying. And I'm going to comment on afterwards. Listen, this video, it's a 15 minute long video in total, but we're not going to do the whole 15. We're going to be starting it at about 312. So I'm telling you, it is going to be well worth your while you definitely want to do this all right so go ahead if you if you want to go ahead and get some popcorn or you know go ahead and scroll something up go ahead and pull yourself a drink go ahead and do that um maybe you want to pause me do that come back hit it again but listen it's time baby it's time and here we are so and this is going to be dr robert malone in the in the white shirt with the red tie this over here is going to be dr brett weinstein um, excuse me, Weinstein. This over here is going to be Steve, the serial entrepreneur. Um, it's it's so hard because it's 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 just an, this unbelievable story. Right. And and let me just tell you how it got started. However, it works. How, how, okay, sure. So it got started um, when my carpet cleaner came and and uh, he was wearing a mask. And I said, "Hey, we're all vaccinated. You can take it off." And um, he said, "You know, I just got." Um, I'm, I, I got the uh, Pfizer vaccine and I had a heart attack two minutes later. And so he spent the night in the hospital and he says, you know, he's kind of recovering from it. And I said, how are you, how are you doing now? And he said, you know, still, you know, feeling bad about it. And uh, he mentioned also that his wife uh, also her hand, she, you know, hold a glass like this and her hand would be shaking like this and the, the water would be coming out and she was perfect before. So I have, two people we have very few people in my house um, because of COVID. um so the fish guy the carpet cleaner and the house cleaner mm -hmm. right and so to have not just one person but him and his wife i mean that's like that is like lightning striking twice in the same place so and so if it was really a safe vaccine then what i just saw was impossible so that's kind of what triggered me off on this and then I had been on this Canadian uh, physician's call. Uh, all these men are vaccinated, uh, mind you. All these men are uh, vaccinated. Riddle. And he uh, showed this chart. And he said, normally when you vaccinate someone, the vaccine goes in the shoulder and it stays in the shoulder, in, in the shoulder area. And what happens is the antibodies are generated and they, they attack the um, this antigen in the shoulder and it wipes it out and, and we're good. But what, what, what 
um, Byron uh, Brittle did is he did a FOIA request to the Japanese government to look at the biodistribution data. And what he discovered is that it doesn't stay in the shoulder where we all thought it should stay. It goes throughout your entire body. It goes to your brain, to your heart. So that's two problems. One problem is it isn't where it's supposed to be, ideally. Where we thought it was, where, right. where we thought it was for all the all the and the other previous the, vaccines. The other problem, and this is your area of expertise, is that what the what these vaccines do is they encode spike protein alone, so that the immune system will learn to recognize spike protein and will catch it quickly when one is confronted with COVID. But the spike protein itself, we now know, is very dangerous. It's cytotoxic. Mm. Is that a fair description? More than fair, and I alerted the FDA about this risk um, months and months and months ago. And so we had a discussion about and, it. And to be fair, the FDA did not think that um, the S1 uh, subunit and the spike protein was toxic. And so they knew, the FDA knew about the biodistribution. Mm. And, and one of the scary things is that the biodistribution like peaks in your ovaries. And so, so just to, to nail the point home, it, um, they did know. They did okay. know. I did send them the manuscripts. So, and, and their determination was. It's a that, harmless spike protein. That they didn't think that that was sufficient documentation of the risk mm. that spike was biologically active. Right. Okay. They so, did not believe the spike was biologically active. So that was the big mistake. We now know the spike protein is, is very dangerous. Very dangerous. Is biologically we active. also know. So if it was very dangerous, but it did what the brochure on these vaccines says it should do, which mm. is lodge in the membrane of the cells that are doing the transcribing, it would be a lot less destructive, right? Um. I think that's fair, and you're right. It's not just the liter that that the documentation about the vaccine. <clears throat> it's the prior literature that was put out by the people that developed it, <laughs> um, that developed these clones. So they were they were aware <laughs> that there was a risk of a spike being biologically active and having adverse events hmm. if it did not stay stuck to the cells that were transfected that got the RNA and made it. Okay. And, and they used a genetic engineering method of putting a transmembrane domain on it to ensure that it stayed anchored and stayed put. And there they did limited non-clinical studies to say, looks like it stays stuck. Right. We engineered it to stay stuck. They did. And, and uh, they published that. Here's right. the thing. Special engineered. Okay. Is that um, that's generally not good enough in a non-clinical data package. So before we get a product released to use in humans, in the normal situation where we're not in a rush, we have some really rigorous tests that have to be done in animals. And um, revealing that spike gets cleaved off of expressed cells and becomes free is something that absolutely should have been known and understood well before this ever gotten put into humans. So I'll just leave it at that. All right. Well, that's so what that, should, that's what, the smoking gun. Let, let me uh, just make one thing clear. You said it very clearly, but lots of people who aren't familiar with this aren't going to get it. Okay. So the RNA gets into the cell 
it is translated by the ribosome into a protein. In this case, it's the spike protein, which is the best target on the coronavirus. We could debate that, but go ahead. But it's at least a very good one. It's yeah, a prominent it's a good, one. good target. And Nobody the, argues with if that. If the antibodies uh, grab onto it, the most likely thing to happen is that they will block it from doing what it does that facilitates the entry into the cell. So if everything works the way the brochure says, after, it's a good target. After about five days, though, the antibodies okay, hold on. have to be... Um, so the whole reason to use an adenoviral vector or an mRNA is not just to generate antibodies. And a lot of the data and a lot of us that are deep in this data think that the way that they're really providing the protection is by cellular cytotoxicity. So you're getting CTLs against it. And that's the reason to use this gene therapy-based technology is not just to generate neutralizing antibodies, but to generate cytotoxic T lymphocytes. Okay, you and I are about to go down the rabbit hole because this is biologically <laughs> fascinating, which I want to avoid doing. But you just said the reason to use the adenovirus vector, which is with the DNA vaccines, not the RNA vaccines, which is what we were talking about. I would I would call it. It's not a DNA vaccine. It's an ad vector vaccine. Right. It's a. It's a not. It is the use of the a recombinant virus, which happens to be a DNA virus. Yeah. All right. But it's the same so, basic idea. It's gene therapy. We technology actually don't really have to. to okay. It's the same tech. So we won't actually finish the whole thing because after that, then they start talking about, um, you know, people early on when they were first reporting about this, how you know big tech they would end up uh, censoring them. You had two hundred thousand users that were put off when they were questioning about the vaccine. When people were trying to tell their stories, and they understand that right now, the data and the information they talk about is anecdotal, anecdotal. But the issue is that it's not being spoken about. So when you have an incident, which um, you know they end up talking about as well, when you have an incident where there is a baby that is born, um, you know. Listen, once you have a, oh, snap, we have a little bit of technical difficulties. It looks like the government is trying to shut your boy Diz out. But little do they know, this is what I do. So now, as we as we are coming, is that I don't know that what it was that's happening. That's really weird. Huh. We may have to have. Look at that. That is so weird. Huh. We're having technical difficulties, people here, you know, because we do this, do a live recording. We try to do the right thing by the people. Wow, this is really crazy. There we go. We're back. So now um we'll have we'll have uh we'll have a little edit that little out. We'll have a little edit that portion now. But um when you have so what excuse me what they were saying was when you end up having an incident where you have a baby that is born you know a month after the mother received the vaccine and then this baby is born with is with basically like you know blood coming out it's like his head splits open it's not born in a normal way and then what happens is that since medical professionals and everyone is trained to believe that this virus is just absolutely i mean excuse me the the vaccine is unequivocally safe then you start to you don't even think that that the baby could be born with the with a defect um, because of the, as as a byproduct of the vaccine, because you heard what he says, how it matriculates, uh, really, you know, within the ovaries and how it moves when it really shouldn't be. Um, how if if the if the medical professionals aren't trained to to really think about everything, they're just going to just mark it down as you know, birth defect. 
and that doesn't go within the larger data pool. So then you really can't keep a track on is the vaccine truly safe or not? I'm, we understand that it was rushed. You know that. You understand that Donald Trump, who I don't like, pulled back the regulations when it came to, to, to creating this vaccine. You understand? And, I, and We have to understand that you can't have a long-term study within, what are we now, a year and a half with the vaccine? You know what I mean? You, you, it, there's just no possible way, people. But then once again, it just goes to the way that mainstream media and that everything is, you know, is just propagandized. You know what I mean? How everything is just... The way they report it just doesn't they're just not giving you information and not allowing true and honest discourse. They're telling you what to think and what not to think. Let it be, you know, overtly or subconsciously. You know, this one information, that's why I say you have to really be careful what you consume, people. And then speaking of consumptions, I would be remiss if I do not bring up the issue with the FDA. Food and Drug Administration, and Big Pharma. Now, people, I wonder, did you know this, that uh, the bio the biopharmaceutical industry provides 75% of the FDA's drug review budget? Now, this was reported by Forbes in 2018. It was written by John uh, Lamitia. No, excuse me, Lamatitina. Excuse me. Now, Can we just think about the title? Uh, think about the title. The biopharmaceutical industry provides 75% of the FDA's drug review budget. Is that a problem? Absolutely, it's a problem. Do you not understand the conflict of interest? Do we, the American people, not understand conflict of interest? You know, there has also been studies done, um, peer-reviewed articles, excuse me, uh, like, you know, yeah, peer-reviewed uh, articles uh, from MIT, as well as Harvard Medical, um, as well as the University of Texas, that has looked at the uh, the approval rating of drugs at the end of the month as well as at the end of the year, and and the link to the drugs not only being not effective but being dangerous. Now these articles you have to pay for, and I don't have no Patreon, I don't have nothing like that, so I did not have these these uh, paid for articles. But what I was able to do is they have two articles. I was able to read the reviewed ones. I was, I was, I was able to read the unreviewed peer reviewed. And then I, um, I was able to get little snippets of the peer reviewed ones. And they both agree with effectively the same thing, stating that this is a problem. The FDA one is approving drugs without having them go through the true rigorous testing that they need to go through, even prior to this coronavirus vaccine. Look at the Alzheimer's drug. That drug is, is, is looking dangerous already. Already. And then they had to actually had to have um, a director step down over it, actually. Hold on. Give me one second. Let me pull this up. So the sleazy story of how Biogen's new Alzheimer's snake oil got approved. The FDA should be our toughest regulatory body, but the pharmaceutical lobby has torn it to shreds, especially when you have 75% of its, its um, you know, the 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 budget review comes from big pharma why do we allow big pharma to even be able to fund the fda at all wouldn't you believe that the fda which is a government agency be able to stand on its own 
Don't we need to relook at that and understand how that is how that is broken down, how that's addressed? Listen here, people. I'm not telling you what to think. What I'm trying to tell you is to start thinking. Start to understand the way that they put this media out here. Start to understand that Fox News brought on a, a, a North Korean defector who was effectively, what she was doing was putting over communist values. I don't care that she was saying that America is a great country. It was so lenient. When you really listen to her, she was putting over communist values saying why an American shouldn't protest because in her country, they would be, you know, killed, maybe put in, you know, um, so the slave, eight generations of their families would be done. Think about how Fox News was supposed to be an American first news channel is putting over communist values. And then look over there when you go across the, across the pond at Claire, at Claire Lehman, who happens to be a contributor at The Australian, she decides that she's going to put out, and she's a journalist, she puts out baseless accusations against Shakaria Richardson. Going out there completely saying that, oh, she must do drugs because of her acrylic nails and because of her longer hair, which are factors in known drug uses, and how also that there are a lot of drugs in the Olympics. So we should, effectively what she's saying is, we should just assume that they're all on drugs and that her coach was in a scandal back in the day, but he couldn't have possibly changed his life within, like, I don't know, the next 25, 30 years. So everybody must be in a sham. That's what she's just trying to say with basis accusations. And then, God rest the dead, bringing up Flojo for no reason, talking about her death, saying it was attributed to steroid use when if you look it up it's clearly stated that she's not she died from a brain aneurysm then on top of that we have the conversation in regards to the um to the uh to the two to the two doctors as well as the entrepreneur and i'm sorry dr dr malone was the individual who created the mrna vaccine technology that they use within the corona they use within the uh, coronavirus vaccine these gentlemen are having a conversation talking about how basically science is being warped, how they're not truly taking all the data, how certain people's stories are not being told about this vaccine. They're telling you that it's 100% safe when the gentleman who created the technology that they use is saying this is not to be done this way. The virus is moving all within your body, which is not supposed to. It's supposed to stay with there. Excuse me. Um, excuse me. The shot is moving all over. It's supposed to stay effectively within that portion of your body until it enacts something, encounters the coronavirus, or how it's basically going within your whole body, within women. It's, it's circling within your ovaries. It's going within your brain in certain cases. How there are individuals out there who are having true adverse reactions. Yes, as of right now, it's anecdotal data, but if you don't collect all the data, it just stays as such, and the people are not informed. And then we just come all together. We put the bow right on top of it when you come to find out that the fda is now a lot basically has less stringent uh, uh guidelines that these pharmaceutical companies have to go through to pass these drugs and then what you're finding out is a lot of them in today's day and age are a lot more dangerous so don't expect to honestly see any kind of 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 improvement within drugs because they're cutting corners left and right they may they may fix what you're thinking that they want to, that you want them to fix but then they're creating 15 other issues see people what i'm trying to tell you is to understand this the mainstream media is tying these things together in stories and the what they do is they weaponize them depending on what side of the fence that you're on see a lot of you people can't do to do one simple thing you can't criticize even the side that you're on you can't call out fallacies when it's right directly in your face and that is going to be the one thing that will be your demise it will be the demise of this country it will be the demise of the world it's going to become the haves and the have nots because that's what it already is this is already a class warfare system and they have us fighting over all these um indiscriminate things that truthfully we shouldn't even really be thinking about it should come as second nature but no we done lost our minds people but you need to come back to black 
come back to the light, figure out what the hell is going on, and really truthfully understand that you have to question everything that you consume, including this. Don't just take everything I'm saying as gospel. There's going to be links below. You can check it out for yourself. Everything I spoke about today, there will be a link below that you can go ahead and click it. Any other videos that you hear me talk about, you you see I'm going to I show you the information I'm talking about. I tell you where to go to. You can easily use the Google machine yourself. Don't take anything anyone just tells you for face value. Do your own research. Come to your own assumptions. Malcolm X said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Figure it out, people. I am Dean. This has been Conversations with Dean. I'm taking on mainstream media and anybody else who happens to just blindly follow these people. Peace, love, and honestly, free thought. I'm out.